Listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. I'm telling you, man, Peter Gould and Vince Gilligan, the people who write the Breaking Bad universe, Walking Dead. Better Call Saul. Those guys are some sick, sick, twisted people. I've been putting out spoiler alerts on Better Call Saul, and and I have a I have a right to do that because I've been watching Better Call Saul for for all of the seasons. It's a very slow moving program, and if you're not, you've you've probably heard me talk about this before if you listen to the show. Better Call Saul is the prequel to Breaking Bad, which is arguably my favorite show. I was just watching a a marathon of, of Breaking Bad a couple of days ago because they've been they've been running marathons of Breaking Bad on AMC to parallel the new releases of Better Call Saul. And in Breaking Bad, obviously Walter White. He comes out and, and he cleans up the cartel. He kills everyone in the cartel and he kills Gustavo Fring and he kills Mike Ehrman Trout. And he basically kills everybody. He kills the Aryan Brotherhood. He kills everybody that's in his path. It was just a regular guy in Albuquerque that teaches chemistry. But can but can cook up that blue crystal. But the prequel, I don't want to say it's better than Breaking Bad, but it's more intricate than Breaking Bad. Because in Breaking Bad. The focus is really on Brian Cranston's character. We got to get Brian Cranston on the show. And the focus is on his character and the evolution from just a regular Joe Schlub to basically being Tony Montana. And how in the first season they killed Crazy 8. They had to kill Crazy 8. The drug dealers after them. They had no choice. It was either uh, him and Jesse live or, or Crazy 8 and his crew live. And he, and he kills Crazy 8. They're trying to hack up the body and dissolve it in, in sulfuric acid. And that's so difficult for, for Walter White and Jesse Pinkman to do. But by season five, like this guy is blowing up nursing homes he's he's poisoning children he's putting hits out on the Aryan brotherhood like this guy's this guy's a killing machine by by the end of of the series well on the prequel they show the evolution of Saul Goodman who was the lawyer who represented Jesse Pinkman and represented Walter White and he's kind of this bus bench. He's this typical, stereotypical bus bench, goofy, loud dressing lawyer. It's like some of the lawyers that you hear on radio. That it's just, hey, uh, if you if you if your wife, if you're going through a divorce, or if 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 you had a slip and fall, 
or if you had if you had some issues with your taxes, you know, something like that where you have where you have people that represent individuals that that have some type of petty crime, something like that. Slip and falls, ambulance chasers, uh, a person who is all over billboards and bus benches. I'm not a lawyer, but my good my good friend Alan Bozeman, who's my attorney and, and manages a lot of my my business programs uh, from the legal perspective. He's always he's always kind of clowning people that are bus bench lawyers. I, I, you never see my my other lawyer, Gwen Marie Davis Hicks. You're not going to see her on a bus bench. It's just not how they roll. The the ones that are really good legal people, they have plenty of clients. They're they're not on. They're not on channel 66 UHF, or I guess I guess no one watches terrestrial TV now. They're not on uh, some some off-brand cable network at three in the morning peddling legal advice. And that's kind of who who, who Saul Goodman is. A bus bench bottom feeder of a lawyer, but it shows the first couple of seasons, it shows how he became a lawyer and his relationship with his older brother who who was like a, a legal giant and his partner in a, in a huge multi-multi-million dollar law firm. And Saul Goodman, better call Saul, he's, he's working his way through the ranks. Somehow he's able to pull this beautiful blonde bombshell who's gorgeous and has a brilliant legal mind, and he's able to get her to lower her brand into to the chicanery of of slip and falls and and scams. I mean, so these guys are running scams all over, and it's it's kind of boring and slow the first couple of years. But but now, man, and I'm about to give some spoiler alerts. They've gone full cartel. So at the end of Better Call Saul, the last couple of years, they actually show how Gustavo Fring and the cartel are working out their arrangement. Gustavo Fring owns the drug trade of methamphetamine north of the border. And then you have the Salamanca family and Don Eladio who who are in Mexico. And Gustavo Fring is one of my favorite characters because also... Just like Walter White, he's hiding in plain sight. This guy owns like a dozen chicken franchises. This guy basically owns Boston Market. And he's frying up chicken. And I think it's called Los Pollos Hermanos. He's the he's the, the chicken brothers. And that's a front for for cartel and drug activity. They're taking they're taking the the, the methamphetamine and they put it, they they use his trucks that go north and south of the border to Mexico and in the batter that they use to fry the chicken, he puts crystal meth in there in, in bags and that's how he transports. And although customs is, is very, very proficient. There's a lot of drugs moving across the border from Mexico to the United States. Nobody's going to think to look into batter for crystal methamphetamine. And so you have um, one of the one of the Salamacas, the the bosses ended up having a stroke. You have all of these subplots, and so you had this sociopath called Lalo Salamaca. He came up from Mexico, and he's trying to figure out what's going on. He suspects that that Gustavo Fring is not who he says he is. He's doing this research, 
And in the last season, Gustavo Fring is building this huge meth lab. He has a he has a dry cleaning business. So he's like George Jefferson. He's got a laundry, dry cleaning business, but he's building underground. There's this huge tunnel underground. It's like half a mile down underground. And he's building this super methamphetamine lab, which ultimately will be the lab that Walter White cooks meth at. So it's really setting up the prequel. Well, Lalo Salamanca is a, he's a complete sociopath. And Tony Dalton, the actor, if he doesn't get, if he doesn't get an Emmy, because Tony Dalton, the thing about the way he plays the character, he's good looking. He has this mustache, dresses nice, always smiles, but like he'll smile and then he'll walk in and he'll kill everyone in the room. So to get my spoiler alert, if you watch the cliffhanger where one of one of one of Saul Goodman and Kim Wexler's colleagues Legal mind in town, a, a colleague of his brother, Chuck McGill, also happens to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. He gets caught up with Saul Goodman and his cartel shenanigans, just happens to be at the house confronting them about another issue. Lalo Salamaca comes in and kills, just whacks him, puts a silencer on the pistol. Imagine, imagine being about to be killed and someone's screwing in the silencer. And you're there, you're there to talk about something completely different. Somebody, somebody walks in that's in cartel and they're, they're putting a silencer on, on the burner as you're trying to figure out what's going on. That's the last thing you see. Well, in the episode that came out on Monday, there's this huge gunfight and, and it's kind of the, the next progression. And to do a spoiler alert, Gustavo Fring and, and Lalo Salamanca end up squaring off as Lalo Salamanca chases Gustavo Fring to this lab that he's building. In spite of all the security that Gus has, he goes off on his own. Lalo's waiting for him. They end up having a gunfight. Gustavo Fring wins the gunfight. And so you have Lalo Salamanca's dead body, and it's ultimately buried with Howard Hamlin's dead body. And there's a scene where these two are, because you have to, you have to cover it up. There's a scene where these two people are laying next to each other dead, both killed. They did a great job making the bodies look cold and all of that stuff. One of them was a cartel member. One of them was a civilian. And Mike Ermitrout, kind of the cleaner, the fixer, had to bury them together. And they were buried in the lab where Walter White and Jesse Pinkman would ultimately cook the blue crystal, which made Breaking Bad the household name that it was. And it was just so surreal that those, while they were, while Breaking Bad was going on, who knew that two people were buried in the foundation of the lab? Like it was just, it was just really, really crazy. And I don't know if you don't watch Better Call Saul, don't understand Better Call Saul. It's going to be like, man, this guy's really rambling. But it was that good. It was that. Sometimes you watch a show that kind of leaves a stain on your mind. Like, you can't sleep. You're, you're thinking about it. Like, I had dreams about it that night. I was worried that the cartel was going to come get me, although I've never been involved in any type of nefarious activities. It's just, it's an amazing plot twist. And it went from zero to 60 in like four episodes. It's, most people you want to binge watch, 
You know, like Ozarks, if you want to understand Ozarks, you got to binge watch Ozarks. If you want to understand Breaking Bad, you got to binge watch Breaking Bad. You got to binge watch The Wire. You got to binge watch Oz. You got to you got to binge watch uh, what's the show with The Rock Ballers. This one, you just just come in on season five. Watch season five and season six. You don't even need to watch the rest of it. Lance J Show. listening to the Lance J Radio Network. U.S. Hunger is embarking on a new initiative that will reshape the healthcare panorama. Having shipped food to over 150,000 homes, they are aligning with Medicare Advantage plans to enhance quality, risk adjustment, and star ratings. Many individuals who struggle to manage chronic illness, such as diabetes, hypertension, and COPD, also live within food deserts. U.S. Hunger provides healthy nutrition to families and communities. To hear more about our Food is Medicine program, go to ushunger.org. That's ushunger.org. And Doug. Got a couple of bogeys on your six, Limo. They need customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual, so they only pay for what they need. What do you say we see what this bird can do? We are not getting you a helicopter. Looks like we're walking, kid. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty.